Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, uh, the Super Bowl has ended and in shocking fashion, to say the least, because of how uncompetitive the game was. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your NFL champions with a 31-9 to victory over the Chiefs. That is right, folks. The Chiefs held without a touchdown in this game. Didn't reach double digits like... There are so many records broken for the Chiefs scoring-wise of how uh, inept the offense was. And, you know, folks are going to talk about a lot of things, but the area of concern that I will say here is the line of scrimmage was dominated by Tampa Bay start to finish on the defensive line and on the offensive line side, but mostly on the defensive line side. And, you know, the guy who's not going to get talked about There will be names talked about, and the media will talk about Tom Brady for 98% of the time. Point blank. 98% of the time. But the guys who are not going to be talked about would be defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, Jason Pierre-Paul on the outside as the pass rush, along with Shaq Barrett on uh, on the other end as the pass rusher, and in the middle, Ndamukong Sue and Vita Vea. They completely dominated this game with the Chiefs' offensive line. Yes, the Chiefs had some backups in there uh, as the tackles, but there was pressure coming up the middle too. Patrick Mahomes was under duress this entire game, and the only reason why this wasn't even a bigger blowout is because of Patrick Mahomes trying to keep plays alive. And even then, Patrick Mahomes got let down by his teammates uh, dropping balls. There were too many drops by the Chiefs on crucial plays where normally you would say the Chiefs are going to get that one back, you know, give them another opportunity, and it just never happened. Like, they kept dropping balls and still kept dropping balls. It it never got fixed, and they had bad breaks. They were slipping. Uh, You know, there are a lot of of excuses you can make for the Chiefs, but they got beat. They got straight-up beat by Tampa Bay. So, Callie, you were watching this game, too. Uh, I'm bringing you on. But, you know, that's the truth of the matter. 
Uh, Kansas City's offense got beat straight up by Tampa Bay's defense and the scheme Todd Bowles came up with because they were actually able to uh, execute the zone, uh, the bracketing coverage on Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill while still making sure that Patrick Mahomes didn't have any time to uh, pick out the other receivers that might have been able to win matchups uh, on their own because uh, Mahomes was under so much duress the time to throw to find someone, he can't scan the field. The, the The pressure was already on him so that he's doing, he was actually doing a Russell Wilson impression because you see him running back five, 10 yards, trying to find someone just to create an angle. I literally thought I was watching Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson play because the pass rush was on him so much. It, it felt like watching a Seahawks game, to be honest, uh, like how badly the Chiefs O-line played. There was nothing, nothing that the Chiefs did matched up what Tampa Bay was doing. If, if it was, if they, they, they couldn't run the ball, they couldn't run the ball, whatever they did, Torbo was ready for. They couldn't run the ball, they couldn't pass the ball. You know, so there was nothing that the Chiefs did today. Doesn't look like it was going to work. It's like if if, it, if they tried to run the ball, it was stopping them short. Like, you know, they got two yards, maybe four yards. Well, th- that was one thing that, yeah, th- th- that was one matchup where I never felt comfortable that the Chiefs were going to do anything tonight. People kept talking about the Chiefs, uh, you know, being able to try to establish the run game. You're not running on Indomitian Sue and Vitavea up the middle. I, I, I said this point blank. To me, the Chiefs had to go with a pass-heavy attack. But the problem was, even with the pass-heavy attack, there was no time to actually find anyone or anyone to actually get a break out of the routes because those tackles were so overwhelmed that it, it was it was it was just a complete whitewash. There was no way uh, of that being uh, even remotely close. And yes, you know, in the NFL, uh, depth is always going to be an issue. But it was so noticeable how much uh, worse the drop-off was with the Chiefs that you normally don't see with NFL teams with backups in place that, you know, it was just glaring on the national stage because, like, I'm getting messages from people saying, what's going on with the Chiefs? Like, how come they can't do anything? And it's just... The backups are just completely overmatched. They're like that's just a, a simple fact of the matter. It's like you could change up uh, the play calling and, and bring in some other guys to help block. But you know, if a guy's getting beat that clean that often, you know, and it wasn't just the tackles; the guards were getting beat too. There was just no one on the Chiefs' offensive line had a good game. No one. Okay, here's what you got to do. Try and remember. Try and go back and remember. The one time that Patrick Mahomes made a three-step or four-step drop and was able to throw the ball. It didn't happen this game. You can't. You can't. There's no time that he was able to drop back Back that ball a couple of times and throw it. 
It never was that. It was like drop back, run, drop back, run through, drop back, run through. There was never a time that he was able to drop back and survey the field and throw the ball, that ball. It, it just wasn't there today. Yeah. It's like it's like he borrowed the Giants line and and said, "Let me line for the Super Bowl." Well, that's, I mean, that's the the kind of joke of it all is the fact that, you know, people are going to say Brady won this head-to-head matchup, but it wasn't, I mean, again, I'm not trying to uh, slag on Brady, this, that, and the other, you know, you folks can, I always say this with, whenever people bring up who's the greatest QB of all time discussion. The NFL is about systems and eras. It depends on the rules, when things are set up, because in certain formats, I don't think Brady survives the NFL in the 1970s the way the league was structured with the amount of stuff defenses can do uh, uh, to teams. I just don't think he would have matched up well. And even if it was in the 80s, I don't necessarily think that, you know, with the passing, uh, the way the league operated, yeah, I think he probably does uh, put up similar numbers to Montana overall, but you got to remember in the 80s, you would have had to contend with uh, some of those other defenses uh, that, again, were doing a lot more than you would see nowadays in terms of uh, uh, hitting guys. So, you know, it's a it's a different league and people don't pe- people don't acknowledge that as as part of the criteria. They just look at the numbers and it's a di- it's a different argument entirely. Yeah, if you have to run from Lawrence Taylor, yeah, you're not standing back there and throwing as much as you can. Yeah, and that's and and that's and that's why I always say the Brady Montana discussion is one that it's just it's not a great one because Montana's clearly the better mobile quarterback and is just as accurate as Brady, if not more so. You know, I. It's not that I'm saying it's not that I'm saying Montana's clearly the better QB because you know Brady only played with Randy Moss for one season. He never got to play with a, uh, a wide receiver as good as Jerry Rice for as many years. Now, uh, obviously, he had Gronk, but again, it's you know the only the, the only thing I'll say is that Gronk as a tight end is without question the greatest tight end in NFL history. And the one thing I said about this game was, you know, you want to unleash Gronk, but I never thought that Tampa would get the amount of protection available to Brady to allow Gronk to go out on pass routes. Tampa has been, like, forcing Gronk to stay in, and this is to Gronk's credit. He was willing to do the dirty work for Tampa all season long, just blocking because they needed Gronk to block because the line wasn't holding up as well. Tonight, for whatever reason, the Chiefs' pass rush couldn't do anything against Tampa's uh, offensive line. I mean, I know Tristan Wirfs has been playing at an exceptionally high level as a rookie, but he looked like a Hall of Famer tonight against Frank Clark. He was beating Clark clean. Clark had a couple of flashes where he got pressure on Brady and uh, he may have gotten a sack on Brady, but literally, he got beat 95% of the plays tonight and it wasn't that close. Brady had all day to throw and just do pitch and catch to guys. And if you give Tom Brady that much time, he's going to carve you alive. And 
you know, with the Chiefs issues blocking, that was basically game because, you know, if Gronk's able to go out in the middle of the field, like people forget like how good Gronk is. He, he doesn't have the same burst that he used to, but he knows how to get himself open. <coughs> and he, he killed the Chiefs tonight. Absolutely destroyed him. So, I mean, this was a very straightforward game if you look at it. And, you know, we talked about this uh, offline before. The the way this game reminded me of was uh, Super Bowl 21 with the Giants uh, beating the Broncos. And, you know, Elway essentially kind of running for his life, trying to, like, make plays that weren't there. You know, Patrick Mahomes had, like, two of the most exciting plays of the game that went for incomplete passes because his receivers just couldn't make a play in the end zone. Like Patrick Mahomes had, you know, stat wise, he looks like Mahomes stats look terrible and people are going to forget this game and just say Mahomes had a terrible game. No, Mahomes had a very good game. Given the circumstances, he made about every play that he could have made other than catch the ball for his receivers because the Chiefs had five plays alone where the ball hit the receiver in the face mask Uh, you know and it wasn't just Tyree Kill or Kelsey it was multiple guys just couldn't make a play could not make a play for Mahomes tonight and you know that basically kind of sealed the deal for the Chiefs you know a lot of mistakes they were bad on special teams their punter was scared to death uh, of the ball couldn't punt uh, they lost the field position battle the the chiefs did about everything wrong humanly possible and tampa played well tonight they, like it it was the perfect storm for patrick mahomes what happens if your teammates don't show up to play in on the biggest stage and tampa plays well because there's no way the chiefs should be getting blown out of a super bowl with the talent that they have, there's no way it should happen, but it did because a, they didn't, uh, they weren't able to execute on basic fundamentals because, you know, like I said, you may be a backup in the league, but worst case scenario, the refs are not going to be calling holding every single play. You can't be getting beat as clean as you were by Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul. If you have to hold every play, Hold every play, but you can't get beat as clean as they did consistently and not give Mahomes any opportunity to throw the ball down the field. As you said, when was the actual time Mahomes got to throw a three-step drop without facing any pressure? Didn't happen. It didn't happen. And KC still had holding penalties, but honestly, the way they were getting beat, you needed to do even more holding because if you're if you're going to be that bad, be blatant about it. Keep holding guys and make sure they can't get to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes took some uh, took some hits tonight that were clear penalties that weren't called, which is another thing that we'll, we'll talk about too, is the fact that how is Patrick Mahomes not getting any calls in the Super Bowl when he's clearly getting illegal hits on him? Yeah, well, and, I don't want to talk about that. But you know what? You know what? What, I re- what this reminded me of? This Chiefs team playing in this game look like some of those Andy Reid Philadelphia teams that wasn't ready for the game. 
know, and I like Andy Reid. But it looked like the old Andy Reid that couldn't win the big game. Well, that that was the weirdest part about this game. It, it it I kept waiting for the Chiefs to make adjustments, and there were every as you said every opportunity that the Chiefs uh, tried to make a move. Todd Bowles had a counter for it, and Andy Reid had no counter uh, argument. And like I said, this is gonna uh, people are gonna uh, circle this game and say this is why Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be a head coach because he can't do it unless Andy Reid's helping him, you know, and and th- and, uh, and put up that nonsense narrative. Todd Bowles is going to get minimal credit for the work he did in this game. And that's the tragedy in all this. It's it's not going to be reflected in the in some of the commentary you'll hear. Maybe as, as some maybe some of the ESPN guys like uh uh you might get uh, Ryan Clark or Amina Kimes uh, actually acknowledging the work that Bowles did, but not enough people are actually going to be talking it up. They're going to be talking it up about why Mahomes and Bienemy and Nanny Reed couldn't get the job done. That that's where it's really going to be focused on. Because they're going to look at saying they're going to look at it and say Brady Brady uh, Brady played well and Mahomes didn't live up to the moment. If you watch that game, if you watch that game, you can't have it both ways. If you watch that game, and it's not that I fought Kansas City, it's that. They weren't ready for what Tampa Bay threw at them. Well, the, the the interesting, like I said, the interesting thing about that uh, the game tonight, you saw how much Tampa Bay's offensive line improved since they matched up in Week Twelve. And while yes, the Chiefs had injuries. They really didn't change much in terms of uh, what they were trying to do. They kind of ran with, I was expecting more plays. Like there were a couple of plays out there that I thought the Chiefs were going to run tonight and I didn't see them. And I don't know if it was because they were so, uh, they had so little confidence in those tackles at that point, why they didn't actually open up some of the playbook in the second half. I, in my head, I thought we were going to see a lot more uh, movement and jet sweep action with some of the wide receivers try to use the speed to get Tampa moving laterally instead of being able to kind of clamp down uh, the way they did because they were able to be physical. And that was the other thing. We're going to talk about the refs. But Tampa was allowed to be physical on defense without racking up the penalties that the Chiefs did. And I'll leave it, and I'll expand upon that later about why that's a big deal. But you know, if if you're allowed to be able to roughhouse, the Chiefs have to be able to counter that. And I thought the way they were going to counter it was by using their their overall team speed. And we never saw those uh, plays in the backfield where they kind of run sweeps and try to do more trick plays. They were trying to beat uh, Tampa Bay straight up. And, you know, the tackles just couldn't perform. So I thought there was going to be more trick plays to kind of alleviate the fact that, yeah, we're get we're getting a lot of pressure in. I thought we were going to see a lot more trick plays 
more sweep, uh, jet sweep action type plays, and also more screens. Uh, I, I was stunned by the lack of screens that uh, uh, Kansas City did because even though th- there were a couple of screen attempts that Jason Pierre-Paul knocked the ball down, Jason Pierre-Paul was a baller tonight. Just like amazing job once again, as usual, of what we would expect out of Jason Pierre-Paul in the playoffs. But I was very much stunned by the lack of creativity from the Chiefs that we normally would expect. But I think that's a testament to what Bowles was throwing at him was that, you know, the Chiefs really felt as though they couldn't get too cute because the tackles just couldn't perform the way that they wanted to. So usually when you get so much pressure like that, you try to invite the pressure and run screen plays so that you're sucking the pressure and still be able to uh, dump it off. We didn't even see that uh, being attempted by the Chiefs. No, I thought it was clear that that those plays were blocking their pace, they were even worse. Yeah. But like I said, even with, uh, you know, some of the uh, plan A stuff not working, Mahomes was still able to create enough of an opportunity with his mobility and keeping plays alive. It's just that, again, the drops were just in such bad spots for the Chiefs that, you know, at a certain point, you got to be able to make certain plays and not a single receiver on the Chiefs made a big play. And Travis Kelsey is going to look and he's going to be one of the first people to admit it that he's just like, uh, like he, he played a horrible game tonight. Like Travis Kelsey had, I think he had 10 catches for over a hundred yards, but they were some of the emptiest yards you'll ever see because he had so many bad breaks, whether he slipped, he, he lost a, a battle with uh, uh, the Tampa's uh, linebackers. Like he just did not have a good game in a matchup where, you know, people, I, I mean, I certainly expected him to dominate. Uh, so that's where, you know, the individual matchups, if the Chiefs were getting beat there too, like this was a complete team loss. Like they got beat in basically every facet of the game. Yeah. I thought at halftime, it was going to come out and, you know, tighten up things. They saw what they did in the first half. But the second half started looking kind of like the first half, and you kind of got worried with, with, uh, at, at that point. Yo, yeah, they. When I saw the Chiefs have to settle for a field goal, that's when I actually got worried about the game because I said, that's not good because, you know, when you come out of the second half, usually you have your best uh, kind of plays dialed up and ready to go, and they were still having issues with the blocking. And that's when I said, this is not good because if Tampa is able to do just even a smidge on offense, like Tampa didn't play that well on offense in the first half. It's just that in the second half, the Chiefs' defense was in a bad spot where Tampa could just run between the tackles uh, because we all know Tampa, uh, I mean, the Chiefs' defense is just soft up the middle. They can't stop the run. So in any game script where the Chiefs are down and you are in a position to run the ball, you're going to have success against the Chiefs. It's just the way it goes. It's just that 
it's so rare to see the Chiefs down in the second half that you don't actually get in that position all that often. But yeah, the the Chiefs were in trouble uh, by the middle of the third quarter. And, you know, at that point, I could see it because they still couldn't figure out the protection. That, that, That was the bottom line. They could not figure out any way of giving Patrick Mahomes time other than Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Yeah, but the problem I had with Mahomes is you've seen Mahomes already where he's running and he runs and he throws, but he threw every ball on one foot. It's always that he's running and he got to jump on one foot and throw. Oh, well, 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 yeah, he can't plant the foot. Uh, so I'm not sure if you heard it on the broadcast. Yeah, he, he, yeah. The the turf the turf toe for Mahomes. He has to get surgery on the foot. He can't plant. He can't plant his feet right now. You, I mean, you you can you can see you can you can see that. I didn't see the Chiefs. I I I realized it was in trouble because. If he was running, whether he's running to his right or he's running to his left or he's backing up, you know what he looked like? Um, not this year. Remember early last year when Russell Wilson, after every game, he was running, and and uh, I think they won about three games and they lost a few more, and we thought the Seahawks would be down and then he recovered in the second half. Yeah. But, about the officiating Cali. I really don't want to talk about the officiating in a at a 20 point loss, but but the officiating was horrendous. It was horrendous tonight. And you know, and I and I and I told people this before. The one thing that I will always say is in a Tom Brady type playoff game, I'm going to play the penalty yardage game and and bet on the over for penalty yards because I just know that with a receiver as physical as Mike Evans, he's going to draw a lot of flags. Now, I thought the Chiefs were going to get some benefit of the doubt with the refs as well, so that was the other reason why I thought, okay, you know, the penalty should even themselves out, but the Chiefs weren't getting anything uh, in the first half. I mean, to me, that's where I was just like kind of like shrugging my shoulders saying, like, guys, you, you know, uh, referee, you you, you got to actually be somewhat even with uh with the penalty calls because you know you're calling you're calling it you call it completely one sided and you know everyone could see what's going on. Like part of what got the Chiefs uh, out of sync was 
you know, the Chiefs defense is getting pissed off that they're getting flagged for stuff that Tampa's able to do. And that was whole and now and, and that's when you saw Tyron Matthew going off on the officials and and getting into it with Tom Brady. You know, they just uh the Chiefs defense lost their composure because they saw themselves as not getting any of the benefits that Tampa's defense was. Tampa, uh, like the Chiefs defense wanted to be physical and they're getting flagged all over the place. Now, if you're going to call it a flag riddled game, you got to do it on both sides. If it's only happening on one side, that's when guys start getting after it. And the refs allowed that game to get way, way too chippy. That was a very ugly looking game where, you know, it, it looked like there were going to be a couple of fights breaking out as, uh, sooner than later. Uh, that ended up getting squashed, but like it was very close to having a, a fight breakout because you know you had a lot of uh, shots on Russell. Uh, I mean, uh, on uh, Patrick Mahomes that you know weren't getting flagged. Meanwhile, you getting some ticky tack uh, pass interference calls uh, on some uh, against some of Tampa's receivers, and and everyone's looking at the referee saying, "What's going on?" Let me give you a, let me give you a, a, an instance. The first half of the championship game against New England year before last year. You know, before the Chiefs was able to come back in the second half. I mean, New England was getting every call in that first half. And I actually thought that in this game that some of the calls would even out. Never did. Never did. Uh, I thought I, I that Tampa Bay was, was able No, I don't want to start as though I'm blaming the refs for the loss. You know, but I did think that Tampa Bay defense was able to, to play the way they wanted and both set it up where he wanted his defense to play one way. And I thought. They played the way he wanted to play, but I didn't think it went the other way. I, I, I didn't think it went the other way. You know, uh, that that, doing, that Kansas City defense wasn't able to get the same cause that, you know, and I guess it's, it's a Brady thing that, you know, if, 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 if you play them tough, you, they get the calls, and you will get half of the calls, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, Orlovsky was going off about it, uh, like Dan Orlovsky on ESPN was going off on it on Twitter about the referees getting involved. It's like, you know, stop trying to make yourselves part of the game. You know, if you're going to call it one way, call, uh, like you got to call it on both sides. And, you know, people don't like seeing flat riddle games, but like the way Kansas City got flagged, it was very ticky tack and the refs got involved way too much early on. I, I, like I told you, I, I don't want a song as though I look, let me tell you something. You play against Brady, 
he is going to get 65% of the flag. Yeah. But and and that and that's why and that's why I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole of uh, you know going too much into the officiating because uh, uh, like realistically structurally the Chiefs were losing that game regardless because at the end of the day if Mahomes has to keep doing that and still can't get anyone to uh, make a big play because that's the thing the Chiefs made zero big plays tonight. Like it's it's the craziest thing, uh, the team that is predicated on making a big play had zero explosive plays tonight, zero. Okay. And, like uh, uh, over, and this is an Andy Reid offense. Even before Patrick Mahomes, when it was just Alex Smith, was still making prolific play. Like this is five, a five year run of a team that makes at least two explosive plays a game on average, minimum. Well, let me let me give you a joke. Let me let me give you an instant, not a joke, an instant. Okay. This game with the Giants' 2007 games, the Giants outplayed the the the, the, the Patriots on defense. Offensively, we didn't really make a lot a lot of plays. No, it, 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 that was a very that, that that was a very quick running game overall because both teams kept the clock running, but no one really had any explosive plays. It was like it was a game where you saw first downs being made, but neither team actually uh, scored a ton of points. It was a very low scoring game, but a quick running game because it you know you didn't have a ton of incomplete passes. It's just that, you know, a lot of running and short passes, but nothing over the top. Randy Moss never could get involved in that game. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. I'm going to give you two plays. Two plays. The Tyreek, the, 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 the David Tyree pass from Eli. Yeah. Eli getting out of that track. The David Tyree. And, which a lot of people don't remember, the play after that, the play with, with um, oh my God, uh, that that other giant receiver. Oh, Plaxico. I mean, Plaxico's. Uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 the Steve Smith route. Uh, so Steve Smith, yeah, Steve Smith's route to set up uh, uh, the red zone, uh, uh, the red zone sequence. Yeah. You know, this is what my thing is. This outside of that. The Giants would have played a great game and lost the Super Bowl. So, so this is what I say. The problem I had was Kansas City being able to hold up the make. Because remember, in all of those plays, Eli got the time. The the the, the Tyree play, it wasn't that he got the time, it's just like magic that he got on that sack. I still I still, every time I watch that, that play, I say, he's going to get sacked. He's, he's fucking sacked, you know. And he got out. You know, the problem was, he never gave Mahomes enough time to make one of those plays. No, it, it was it was literally Mahomes trying to play Sandlot football by himself because it, he, he was just, he really did not have any support tonight. And, you know, again, 
it, it, it's it's what it's one of those nights. It's like you know every QB outside of Mahomes has had one of those games where no one is playing well, and you're just a guy just trying to make something happen. Every QB has had one of those games. It's just that Mahomes has had the benefit of never actually had a, a play through one of those games. Like usually, someone someone eventually finds a way to make a play for him. Because if you remember, like about two and a half minutes in the third quarter, Kansas City got the ball. And I'm like, if they score here, they got the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's game on. Yeah. They never got the fucking ball. They, they, they never did anything with the ball. They couldn't block. The, 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 like I said, the, 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 that's when I knew. Like it was, the, it was the sequence before then. That's when I knew they were in trouble because they couldn't make. They still hadn't made any adjustments in the protection schemes to even buy an extra half second. Not even a second. Yeah. Just a half second for Mahomes. Yeah, because they stopped the Chiefs. They stopped the, the Tampa Bay. They punted the ball back, and I'm like, okay, so they got like two minutes. If they score here, they got the fourth quarter. Yeah. But that, but that's why that, that's why I was kind of questioning because I'm saying to myself, man, if I'm a tackle in this game and I'm getting my I'm getting my rear end beat as badly, you know, as a tackle, you know, we, we have the mindset of, okay, I, I didn't do well in this play. Like this guy's beating me. I gotta do whatever it takes to slow him down. So you know, if you grab him inside, uh, like underneath the collar, like you try to find different ways of holding the dude that it's not completely obvious. But they were holding and still getting beat horribly. Like it, it, it wasn't even. It, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, because Jason Pierre-Paul was coming on the outside. And they were fighting to hold him up, and Chuck Barrett was just coming up in that in the inside, and it was like, Mom is like, hey, this fucking guy, like, where he's being rent by at my house or what? Because every time I look up, he's right there. Yeah, and, and that's where that's why I kept looking at. It. I was just saying, listen, I don't care how many other backups are left or how thin you are, you gotta find someone who's better at holding, <laughs> like. I'm not even saying blocking. Someone who's even better at just holding a dude because these guys can't even hold because referees are going to give you the benefit of the doubt in the NFL. They're not going to throw a penalty flag every single play for holding. They're like they're just not. There are plays where it's blatant holding and you you see it and referees are going to give are going to give you uh they're going to give you a break on some plays to get away with a hold. But even when they were holding, they still couldn't buy Mahomes' side. That was the mind-blowing part. <laughs> the, pro- the problem is, they were getting beat so fucking bad that when they were holding, he was holding on to Mahomes already. Yeah. So, let me tell you something. If Shaq Bard is getting $50,000 for the way he played today, he got to go by Jason Pierre-Paul as he had 25 is yours. Because they couldn't lock Jason Pierre Paul and Chad Barris having a free run almost every freaking time. Yeah. It was one on one and the guy could not handle it. Yeah. And, and that and that and that was the, I knew Jason Pierre Paul would have a big game, but it was so <laughs> demonstrably apparent 
how much overmatched the Chiefs' O line was that that's the part that shocked me was that I was expecting more protection to be slid over to stop uh to stop Pierre Paul, but then bring in somebody like I thought we were going to see a little bit more Max protect scheme and have a few more uh, two tight end sets with the Chiefs just to at least uh, to slow down. Like, like I said, the shocking part with the Chiefs is they have so much talent, they can get away with playing two tight end sets and still be able to uh, do things on offense. There just wasn't much of anything being done in terms of the adjustments, and that's the part that kind of caught me off guard. I was really surprised by the lack of max protect schemes being used because Mahomes was just taking hits for the sake of taking hits at that point. Look, in the championship game, when they the game was winding down and they talked with that guy that, that had the Achilles heel, so you know he's... he's yeah, Mi- yeah, Mitchell Schwartz. Right, and then they had the other, the other injury, and I'm like, well, they're going to be missing two guys, but, yeah, I know... Offensive line is an important thing, but I always think it's more important if you want to run the ball, but you can always pass protect. And with Mahomes, since he's a runner, you only got to pass protect a little bit because you have a mobile that, that And that was my rationale coming into this game. I didn't think it would be this bad. That's, that's, the, that's the part that shocked me was how much of a drop-off there was. And like I said, if 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 Mahomes, if Mahomes wasn't as mobile a QB, I would have taken more uh, more account into the tackles being out. Mahomes did about as admirable of a job as he could buying time, but the the tackles were that bad that it's like man, it's like you know if it was any other QB, probably outside of Russell Wilson, probably gets uh, uh, uh gets sacked seven times in that game. Like there there are very few QBs in this league outside of outside of Wilson, maybe a Kyler Murray, but even with the amount of pressure uh, Mahomes was under, I don't think Kyler Murray makes it through that entire game the amount of hits uh, that Mahomes was taking. Like that's the thing. <laughs> Look, I I I want to see tomorrow. I want to see tomorrow. What the markup on this game is. I want to see what they say. You know, I, I, and I, I, but I know nothing's fair. I know nothing is ever fair because both of these, both of these, these who's in authority have the cake and they eat it too. So, like you say, they may blame the enemy and still don't give. Well, Todd any credit. Yeah, I, I, I think he gets faint praise, uh, because, uh, because it's like, he, time passed, but you don't have a fucking clock. <laughs> listen, I, I, I will wait to hear for New York sports media to give Todd Bowles some credit for the work he did last night, but I, I, I'll hold my breath. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I know New York ran him out of town, and I told people, you know, if, if you know, because 
They ran him out of town with the, with, with the thing that he couldn't develop a quarterback. Even though the guru that they brought in couldn't develop a fucking quarterback either. But that's another story for another day. But the one thing they had, and they had it under Rex Ryan too, I, I, I will give him credit. But there was no drop-off from the Rex Ryan defense to the Todd Wood defense. They were killing people. They just couldn't score. You know, and they, 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 they made the excuse that if you're going to have a young quarterback, Todd Booth is a defensive guy and he can't develop a quarterback, which I have no fucking idea because, you know, Bill Parcel was defensive and Phil Sims did okay. So I, I, I don't know, like, that's not the thing now. Everything is a specialist. But you can't tell me. That you're going to watch this game and you're going to see what happened to Mahomes and you don't give credit to Todd Bowles. Because I know, and, and, and I don't like the racial thing, but if it was a white guy there, you'd hear about the, the, how, the genius of the, the schemes that he Because, I mean... From the beginning of the game, from the, and you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that Andy Reid will come into a Super Bowl and the enemy would have a game plan, and Andy Reid would have a, a, a plan that if this goes wrong, that I can't take it over and do so and so. So I don't want to hear that shit, you know, because. Even last year and the year before, when they fell short, everybody always said, well, the enemy is all right, but I know it's Andy Reid's scheme he's running, so I don't want to hear you giving him all the, the blame now that, well, it's the enemy's scheme and, and it, it failed. You know, because he never got all the credit before. You know, because, you know, they always, they always, you know, because it's like the old um, Indianapolis coach where when they lost, Dungey could win the game, the big game. But when they won, Peyton Manning ran the game and he he, he, he won it. So, you know, I, I don't want to hear that shit tomorrow. So I can't wait to hear the, in the matchup between Bulls and, and the enemy, you know, if, if he doesn't get it because Todd Bulls, you know, he had a plan for the plan that they didn't come up with yet, as far as I could see today. Because every time you thought that, well, if they did this, they could do this, they never did. They never did. And Brady going to get a lot of the talk because he won seven and eight, but this was nothing about Brady. He got the ball in the best position that, that he, and, and he was never under duress uh, at all. You know. But the Tampa Bay didn't win this game on offense. They won this game on defense. And anybody who don't know that, don't know nothing about the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, that, you know, but I, I, I'm waiting to hear in the morning, but I'm going to wait to listen to Ryan Clark and, 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 um, oh my God, I'm, Alaski and um, 
Dominic Foxwood. Uh, let me hear those guys. I want to hear those guys tomorrow, and then I, I, I'll know how, 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 how it's going. Because I sure did see the same game that I saw. Because I never saw Pat Mahomes make a, a, a four, five step, three step, any drop, and just stand back there and throw the ball. He was running left or right from beginning to end. And I think that that was the game. The problem was not. And I know Tampa defense, um, Kansas City defense didn't stop them as much. But I think this was more about Tampa's offense, not um, Kansas City's offense, not being able to move that ball. Because they had chances. Yeah, they had chances. They just never got anything going. Mahomes was running left, he was running right. If he was running backwards, he's he's running backwards and trying to turn. You know. Hey, 90% of the ball that Mahomes threw, he never knew what happened until he got up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, that was one of the problems. He never got the plan his foot and actually threw that ball downfield. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'll give you a shot tomorrow and see what's what. Yep. Take it easy, Callie. We'll 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 catch up. I'm sure there's more of a breakdown to come on this, but uh, you take it easy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, I'm waiting to hear what they what they actually saw in the game that I didn't see. Yeah, because because this was a fairly straightforward game, so there's not much hiding to be done. That that's what I'm saying. I'm waiting to see how they call it. You know, Todd Bowles. Outplayed the enemy or or the enemy and Andy Reid. They just never solved that. And I thought Kansas City lost this game more on offense than on defense. Yes, the defense gave up some points. But it was because the offense put them in awkward positions because the offense could never get going. You know? They had Mahomes running every time. And the fact that when they did get a break or two, they didn't hold on to the ball. There were way too many drops. And yes, I know the ball was thrown under duress, but there's times, you got to know, it ain't going to always come as a lollipop. You you may have to go and get it. And to me, they didn't, you know, I thought Tyreek Hill didn't even play today. Well, that that that, that, that that's why uh, that's why Antoine Winfield and, and this is how you know you're, we're getting old is like Antoine Winfield Jr. is, is just uh, uh, just dominated Tyreek Hill and taunted him during the game, but you know he he beat him he beat him straight up all the time. Wait a minute, is he is he that guy who was to play in Minnesota? Kid. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know. <laughs> Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield basically retired less than three years ago, and his son's playing in the league. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I know I'm getting old. I, 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 
when I heard Antoine Winfield's name being brought up, I'm like, oh, I thought he just retired. He came back like that. That that's how, that's how you know. Like when you're following the league, it's just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> Yeah, I know. But yeah, they got beat they got beat on defense. Because Tampa Bay was able to take away their best guy and they they on on offense they couldn't get their best guy to rise up above their best guy. So that that is it, but let's wait till tomorrow and see what else they're gonna tell us. Yeah. All right. So we, 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 we're talking in the morning. All right. Take it easy, Kelly. Okay, son. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it's just a lot of uh, questions that will be asked uh, over the next uh, couple of days. Uh, but, you know, pretty straightforward to how this game went down. It's just, you know, as I said, pretty much just both lines of scrimmage dominated by uh, Tampa Bay and Chiefs never got in traction at all this entire game. So, you know, Mahomes did what he could, but, you know, it's a team sport. At the end of the day, it is still a team sport no matter how many times people want to slice it uh, uh, slice it up one way or the other. So, uh, you just got to you tip your hat to uh, Tampa's uh, coaching staff and get getting the players ready, the players execute the game plan, and that, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, not much else uh, to say on that, uh, you know, other than, uh, you know, I just was uh, surprised at how much uh, of a difference uh, death wise like Tam- uh, Kansas City was because, you know, NFL teams go through injuries all the time. You know, that's nothing new. So uh, being uh, being that lackluster uh, from a tackle standpoint, that was shocking how bad. uh the play was, but you know, give uh, give Tampa credit; they took advantage of uh, the matchups and uh, made the most of it. But we do get a rare occurrence of a Super Bowl champion going back to the title game and then getting blown out. And like it, again, it is a very bizarre circumstances to cap off a very bizarre year in the NFL as a whole. Uh, you know, some things you've never seen before and. Uh, hopefully we never see again with the empty, uh, relatively empty stadium. I mean, we did have some fans uh, for the Super Bowl tonight. Obviously, nothing what we would normally see, but uh, you know, just a very bizarre year overall, uh, to say the least. So uh, that's going to do it for uh, the show tonight. Uh, you know, I know some of you are going to be talking about Gronk and uh, you know how I was wrong, but I will say this, you know. When you come up with your game theory strategies on what are the likely outcomes, the outcome of Gronk being unleashed and having the ability to have run enough pass routes to get there, you know, from a game script standpoint, if you look through everything that Tampa Bay has done this entire season, this was the least amount of pressure Tom Brady has faced the entire year against a pass rush that is top 10 in the league. You know, again, inexplicable uh, to see that actually happen in the biggest game of the year. But, you know, Chris Jones 
being in witness protection, I don't know what happened to the Chiefs' uh, pass rush up the middle. There was no pressure whatsoever, and that is where Tom Brady, uh, Brady feasts. I mean, uh, you know, that was uh, one of the easiest games Tampa has had to play all year outside of maybe uh, that game against the Lions towards the end of the year. You know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It, it really was that uh, bad uh, from a Kansas City defensive standpoint. And, you know, once they kind of realized that the offense wasn't getting there, they, they really did kind of give up in the second half. I mean, you know, there weren't a lot of guys really trying that hard, to be honest. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, uh, Overall, still a pretty good year NFL-wise uh, from a fantasy and DFS standpoint. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, another year in the books and uh, plenty more sports on tap. Uh, you know, I-, I will save a future episode for this impending uh, Carson Wentz news that is about to happen at some point uh, uh, next week that I will laugh about. But that is an episode for another time. So. Until then, uh, have a good night, everyone. And uh, until next time, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.